WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Yankee, yeah. Yankee and a southerner. I do that lovely southern draw. I don't, I don't have the Texan accent. I'm sorry, but no, I don't. I don't think I do either. But I love that honey drip sort of sound. Anyway, <laughs> someone's probably gonna pull that blur out and use it for a promo now. Thanks. Uh, Rainmaker Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Make an impact on your interactive marketing through performance, advertising, community outreach, and technology. Be captivated by the people who are leading the wave of change in the online marketplace. This is who AdTech is. Your weekly radio show. Get behind the scenes with industry giants. Be privy to the insider track. Witness the newest technologies. Make sure you're in the scene each week with AdTech Connect. You're connected now with your host. Hello, everyone. This is Susan Bratt. I'm the chair of the AdTech Conferences and happy to have two guests on today for you. First up is Scott Nelson, the founder and COO of True Effect out of Colorado. And keeping with the founder theme, we have Bill Hunt, the CEO and founder of Global Strategies International. Two very interesting companies, and I'd like to bring Scott on. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Susan. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. You bet. So um, I have a lot of questions for you, and um, one of the things that I just kind of wanted to get out really early in our conversation this morning was a, a little explanation of what True Effect is, and then I want to go into the history and the applications and those kinds of things. But will you just kind of tune the audience in, because you're somewhat of a new player in the market, even though you have a significant history. That's that's right, Susan. We We haven't been around as True Effect for long, but... We have been in the business since about 1996. Uh, True Effect is a, uh, a kind of a, a restart of a company that used to be called Match Logic that was founded in 1996 here in Denver, Colorado. And uh, we, um, uh, in, in 2002, uh, we actually uh, uh, renamed the company and focused it in specifically on third-party or online interactive ad serving and measurement. So uh, uh, True Effect has been around for only about four years, but we've been doing this for about 10. And really what you did was take the MatchLogic ad-serving concept and morph it into True Effect. Is that right? That's right. What we're trying to do is is mature with the industry. Uh, MatchLogic was a a real thought leader, one of the seminal uh, technology companies in the space back when the Internet was just becoming commercial. And and now it's it's grown up, and at least we're an adolescent by now, and and obviously we're, we're updating and modifying our approach to the market accordingly. Well, it's fun being an adolescent, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and MatchLogic really was known that, you know, they, they, were, they came to the fore in 1997, 98. They were really strong. And what they were trying to do, as I remember it right, was <clears throat> the much hackneyed phrase of the right ad to the right person at the right time. Exactly. And so ad serving against uh, a big database, right? They had a database and they were cookying kind of every user on the web. Correct. The, the, the objective there was developing these large uh, databases of profiles so that more targeting, more appropriate targeting uh, could be used to deliver the most relevant ad to the right person at the right time. That is still the case. It's nothing that that, that philosophy and that approach to advertising uh, hasn't changed. Actually, we've gotten better at it. And uh, what, what we're doing, is, the true effect, is actually 
leveraging the available data today that didn't really uh, wasn't readily available ten years ago uh, in the uh, advertiser's domain to to really focus on things like behavioral targeting and in market targeting uh, consumer beliefs, not just demographic data points or dimensions. So. Uh, there's a real opportunity now. We've gotten quite a bit better, we, the industry, at, at uh, uh, trying to deliver that, that right message to the right person at the right time, and uh, we're facilitating that at True Effect. Now, what did you mean by in-market targeting? I haven't heard that phrase before. Uh, when a person decides they need to buy something, we, we refer okay, to that as, as in the market going in-market. Okay. And, uh, and so what, what they, they immediately start behaving differently. And we can actually see yeah. that, observe that in their online web behavior. Uh, the next time you realize you want to buy uh, a new car or refinance your mortgage, uh, you will act differently online, and we'd prefer to uh, give you content that you're looking for as a result of that. Well, let's go to exactly what True Effect does. You bet. You know what? As a matter of fact, just a sec. We're, it's, I'm getting a little feedback. I'm going to switch the lines. We're going to go to a quick commercial break and come back so that we get some clarity. Uh, so if people will stay tuned, we'll be right back. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising once and for all. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Stan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Here you go. Who are these people? Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. You're brilliant. Brilliant. At creating innovative ideas. Ideas. Building brand value and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web Trends Marketing Lab. You bring the art, we'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! 
Master Radio presents the Sunday Night Six Pack. And starting at the pole is our Tech Connect at 7 p.m. Eastern. And coming around the turn is Strike Point at 8. Domain Masters rolls in for a pit stop at 9. Wrapping around turn 3 is That's a Wrap at 10. And we're getting some heavy weather from Rainmaker at 11 o'clock. And next up now takes the checkered flag at midnight. Find your way to the winner's circle starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Sunday nights with the Sunday Night Six Pack only on Webmaster Radio. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. This is Susan Bratton, and we're back with Scott Nelson. Scott, we were talking a little bit about the your true server product and, and um, ad serving, but you really offer quite a robust suite of capabilities, something called True Advertiser. Can you tell us about that, too? That's right. Uh, True Advertiser is our response here. In, in, in 2006, uh, advertisers' agencies have gotten pretty good at online. They, they under, it's, it's not like it was uh, five, six, seven years ago when they were really looking for somebody to help them more like a consultant. Now they, they, they get it. They know what, what's working for them. They still have a lot to learn, but by and large, they really are, are focused on being able to execute and, and uh, spend as much time possible working on the optimization of their campaigns and ROI and not so much on the process, the implementation, and the trafficking. So with True Advertiser XLS, what we've done is taken the most commonly used interface at every advertiser and agency that we've ever met with, and that's at Microsoft Excel, and we've actually turned it into an ad server. So for a media planner, a buyer, a trafficking department uh, that is already have, already has their, their campaigns identified, their media buys listed in Excel, they don't have to jump out and go to uh, some portal or browser interface and then retype in all the data for that buy or that campaign. They can simply, uh, through some, some uh, development we've, we've done with, with Excel and with Microsoft, go over to a, a browser and just and basically launch a campaign right from their media buy. So the options that people have had in the past have been to use the enterprise solutions from DoubleClick, Atlas, etc., and they came with their own software that you had to work with. What you're saying is that if you have comfort around Excel... You don't need to use a separate program to manage your campaigns and do your ad serving. Exactly. And what, what the, that uh, process of pulling data out of media buy out of Excel or a media plan and putting it into somebody else's application uh, caused a lot of delay. It increased um, uh, uh, labor costs, and it also causes a lot of inaccuracy when you have to handle data more than once. Uh, so with True Advertiser XLS, we allow people to, to get to uh, implementation in a far shorter period of time and increase accuracy. Now, are you selling mostly to the brands themselves, or are you selling to agencies? Who's your target customer? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, there, there is no one answer. Obviously, uh, this solution for Advertiser XLS is designed for the people responsible for implementation, and that can actually be in an advertiser. There's still a lot of advertisers out there that have in-house uh, agency functions, and uh, we obviously target them, as well as uh, agencies, they, large agencies, they've become some of the most uh, uh, robust users of, of Microsoft Office and Microsoft Excel that we've ever run into because of the massive increase in, in interactive spending. Uh, the, it's just driven the variables up to, a, to almost unmanageable levels. Well, and that, that kind of feeds into what you were recently doing with us um, in the AdTech Impact 10-City Roadshow. Uh, you had a presentation called Take Control of Hidden Media Costs by Optimizing Your Process. Can you give the listeners a little bit of the insight that you presented there? You bet. You bet. Uh, again, the, uh, the interactive space has just 
blossomed, I, I referred to it earlier as being adolescence, uh, in the last four to five years, and we've got not only increased spend coming from the early adopters, the uh, the, the verticals that, that were online uh, early and online big, such as travel and automotive uh, and financial services, but now we've got uh, everybody else jumping into the party, and this is you know significantly increased uh, the pressure to manage uh, the online interactive uh, media uh, spend. And that's basically uh, put uh, a lot of advertisers and agencies in a, in a pickle. They've got folks uh, that were typically one person in a department was interactive, uh, had interactive responsibility. Now it's these 12 people. And uh, the effort, the time, and the, and the loss of data that they've had to try to accommodate uh, this increased activity uh, is costing a lot of money. And so those hidden costs uh, uh, have become a real issue as these budgets have skyrocketed. And uh, I uh, talked a little bit about the sources of those hidden costs and some things to do about it. What are some of the sources? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> That's my Very job. Good. Very good. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, I've talked this, about this several times. People, time. Uh, time is, is, a, is a fleeting uh, resource. You can't get it back. And we've got a lot of very smart people uh, running our interactive campaigns, and every hour they waste is, is, is a hidden cost. Uh, data. Uh, the, the the amount of data is, has gone up uh, by by orders of magnitude, and we don't have good systems in place to manage it. We're we're losing a lot of money. Uh, and then classic other issues that didn't used to be a problem for interactives, but they've always been on offline is execution and production costs. Uh, banner ads didn't used to be that expensive to produce, and uh, launching campaigns a little bit late wasn't a big deal when we were only spending a hundred thousand dollars a year on interactive for a particular client. Now they're spending millions of dollars, and those those uh, inefficiencies are really rolling them up. So I've, I'm doing a session with the Ad Monsters organization. Do you yeah. know the Ad Monsters? I do. Those are the ops people. I would imagine that that's probably a big group of people you target with your marketing message. At the San Francisco show for Ad Tech, they're speaking about frictionless operations. And they're saying exactly the same thing you are, uh, that a big part of the cost of producing online advertising uh, can be th- that the cost can be reduced by being working smarter, essentially getting rid of some of the internal problems and systems issues. And it sounds like you two are a match made in heaven. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, like like you said, this this isn't this isn't a new problem uh, for advertising or for marketing. It, it's starting to become a new problem for interactive, the interactive channel. And uh, people are absolutely agreeing that uh, it's gotten to the point where we need to, to leverage the technology that we all work with every day and make it do all that it's capable of doing. Uh, And frankly, in the last five years, a lot of the technology platforms that we readily use from databases to trafficking systems to workflow uh, systems and communication systems have gotten a lot better at being able to integrate with each other and, as you said, reduce the friction and and increase the accuracy and reduce the time necessary to manage. And it's our job as technology companies in the space to, to bring that value to the marketplace because, as you said, folks see it, they feel it, they're, they're reacting. Now, if I were, I would imagine you have to go after a lot of accounts where DoubleClick's been, like, so embedded forever or Atlas has been so embedded forever. Can a customer use one piece of your solution, like if they only want the upfront Excel campaign management workflow piece of it that you do with True Advertiser. Can they just buy that? Do they need to buy your ad serving, or how does all that work? Well, yes. Uh, we, we realize that there are relationships out there that uh, can't necessarily change overnight. And we've actually, again, leveraging the, the available technology, the capabilities today, is we've created a modularized approach so that we can obviously deliver the most value 
if we can uh, uh, deliver as many of the services as possible. But that said, there is absolutely an opportunity to leverage a front-end uh, media buying and planning workflow solution in Excel with other uh, providers, and we're actually going to expand that list of available uh, providers to other channels beyond just the ad-serving channel, including things like search and email. So how will that work? Well, again, uh, at the end of the day, launching a campaign, uh, it it takes you, you have to answer a finite set of questions, and those questions end up becoming very similar from channel to channel to channel. Where do I want to buy? What message do I want to play? How long is it going to run? How many times do I want it to happen? And who am I going to target? And uh, you can communicate that information quite readily with with things like Microsoft Excel. And it's, it's simply, again, the technology's matured to the point that on the back end, these systems can talk to each other if we just make them do that, and that's what we're working on at True Effect. Now, you went on the Impact 10 City Road show. Well, it, it actually culminates next week. Right. What's your impression, having done that, about what's going on in the marketplace? You got, you got out. You and Ari, right? Ari Kaufman, yep. VP of yep. Sales. You guys kind of split it up so you could be home once in a while. Exactly. You got out in the marketplace, and you went all over the country, actually all the way up to Canada. We were a North American tour. What's your takeaway from that whole thing now? Well, it, it, uh, twofold. One of them is uh, uh, this medium is uh, here to stay forever. And yeah, in fact, it's probably going to grow beyond uh, even even some of the more aggressive forecasts that we had anticipated. The adoption, the, the enthusiasm uh, that we saw on the road uh, is is every bit as good as the most optimistic forecast that we've been reading about. So that was one good takeaway from our perspective. So Secondly, you're doubling Ari's sales quota now. There you go. You got it. The pressure's on. The pressure's on. Uh, and second, secondly, is just this issue we're talking about. It has gotten to be uh, unwieldy. The medium, uh, with every single percentage point that an advertiser cuts out of their television budget and moves it to online, the pain and the cost is going up at, a, at an almost unmanageable rate. And people need to be able to focus on what's important with their clients, with their internal uh, uh, decision makers on how to optimize their marketing and not be, be running around trying to uh, screen scrape and query 20 reports every Friday afternoon for the staff meeting when the technology is capable of doing that for them. And we should, uh, we should we, that's, that's something that uh, is not just a big advertiser problem. It's gone all the way down to the mid-tier market, and even some of the smaller advertising agencies are saying, uh, it, it's too much work, it, doesn't, it shouldn't be this tough. So does true advertiser kind of become a dashboard? It can. It can, to the extent that you are looking at feeding a campaign implementation system, and then you're evaluating and optimizing the performance of that campaign. True Advertiser enables that, again, from planning all the way to analysis. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, solutions that we're bringing to market enable the advertiser, enable the agency to, to spend time doing the productive stuff and not trying to uh, go out and, and uh, reformat assimilate and uh, uh, re- recreate data. What's the typical title of the person who uses your product? It can be a uh, media director, uh, media planner, mm-hmm. media buyer. We have uh, trafficking managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a, a lot of folks that are in the analysis and or optimization space that uh, come back into the system and uh, you know, monitoring performance, tweak the campaign uh, setup, and uh, generate a higher ROI. And what does it cost? Well, it varies. Obviously, uh, you know, it, for the ad serving, uh, we are in the same uh, pricing model uh, that uh, all the ad servers are in the space, which is a CPM basis. Uh, What's it, that it, range right now? Well, it's for the largest advertisers, it's mid single digits, and then it goes all the way up to we've we've uh, bumped into some pretty high numbers in the forty to fifty cent range. Uh, that, is that for uh, rich media stuff? 
Well, it is. It varies. It, it, the high bandwidth is, is increasing costs. Uh, obviously, as, really? as media gets more sophisticated, and it's not always rich, but it, it, it's getting to be fat. Uh, we have 40, 50, 100K banner sizes out there now when it used to be 12 and 14K. And that drives costs up, absolutely. Very interesting. And then what about for True Advertiser? What's the, how's the, how do you price that? Well, again, if we're doing the ad serving, we, we bundle in the workflow solution, the Excel integration with the ad serving. Otherwise, it's on a license fee, license basis, and uh, we will uh, we develop a custom quote for any client involved. Obviously, the number of users, number mm-hmm. of campaigns uh, will, will drive a, a big part of that. Now, you're a Colorado-based company. And one of the things that I saw that you've been doing is offering a free vac- uh, a winning a vacation, like at your booth at the ad tech exhibit halls, you've been offering um, one grand prize vacation. I saw that you gave a trip to Breckenridge, Colorado, to one of the women from Claria at the New York show, and you kind of have that featured on your homepage. Correct. And uh, I love the idea of a ski trip. That's a fantastic incentive. Has that been doing a good job for you? It's been it's been extraordinarily effective, and it's on two fronts. One of them is we 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 need to establish awareness of our company and our product with people at at ad tech events and in other venues, and so we're, we need to drive them over to just see. But quite, quite frankly, people don't always believe that we can do what we claim we're doing, and they, they come over and, and you see the jaws dropping when we demonstrate that we can actually turn Microsoft Excel into an ad server. And so we, we need to incent them to come over and meet us. And uh, a trip is a, is a unique offer that uh, quite often uh, we, at, at, at so many of the, of the shows that we attend, uh, there's a lot of, of tchotchke and nice giveaways, shirts, whatever the case may be, but people don't get a chance to win a trip very often, especially okay. in this hectic, crazy business we're in. A few days away uh, is pretty welcome. And secondly, again, we're a Colorado company, and so we're, we're, we're differentiating, associating ourselves a little bit with, with who we are and what our personality character is a true effect. I, I think that's a fantastic idea, and especially because your market, the people who actually use your products are going to be in their 30s. You know, 25 to 35. That's kind of your sweet spot. <clears throat> and I'm sure every one of them probably loves to ski or wants to learn how, right? You got it. And, and let me tell you, summertime in Breckenridge is just about as good as it is in the heart of the oh, dead yeah. of winter. It's a fantastic, fantastic part Hiking of the world. Hiking through the lupine, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, fly what? fishing and, and, and mountain, mm-hmm. mountain hiking. That's, that's, that's great stuff up there. Gorgeous. And what ski resort are you the closest to? So now, now that I come visit, where are we going to go skiing? There you go. Breckenridge is about as close as it gets. We've got, obviously, yeah. Winter Park is, is nearby as well. But uh, once you get to Breckenridge, you've got about four or five within a half hour, some of the greatest skiing in the world uh, with Vail with, uh, and Copper, uh, or A-Base, and a lot of great. And this year, snow has been deep. Even this last weekend, we were up there with, with five and six feet of snow, uh, you know, the base is fantastic, and folks are having a great time. I'm thinking you have children that you take skiing. Is that right? Indeed. What do you have? Three boys. Oh, Three my boys. God. Yes, indeed. Well, and are, I know you're a coach for the Littleton Hawks Hockey Association. Yeah, hockey is a big part of our day. There's no is doubt it? about that. Yeah, all yeah, your boys have, in the ho- on the hockey teams? They, they, are, they are all on a hockey team. They, uh, we've got them from, from young guys just uh, in their second year to, to uh, the college or high school graduates. That have, they've already gone up to playing big boy hockey, and it's... Uh, it's something that we, we take a lot of pleasure in and obviously gets us out and about, too, every weekend. And what does coaching hockey teach you about being in the interactive marketing business? That's a really good question. Oh, um, good. I'm glad I got one. Uh, yeah, you know, no, that, that's, that's another really good question. <laughs> the, um, uh, the, the, the thing about uh, playing sports, in our case, we're talking about hockey, is clearly understanding 
what you're trying to accomplish and, and, and making sure that everybody is on the same page. Uh, and that, that is something that we run into all the time within the interactive advertising space is, is a clear understanding of what we're doing, how we're going to measure success, what does it mean, and, and then uh, what, what is, what's the role each of us is going to play in getting that done. And uh, that, that's what I've brought in from, from uh, other activities, sports and hockey, is really a focus on what are we here to get done, how are we all going to play a part in doing that, and knowing when we succeed. I love it. That sounds really good. And um, tell me, we're, you know, we're, we're rapping now, as you can tell since I'm talking about hockey and not True Effect. Um, <laughs> tell me what you think the next year or two is going to bring in the interactive marketing space. Maybe one kind of wild-ass idea or something you think that might manifest. Do you have any predictions for us? I do. I, I actually do. Uh, we are really excited about the... Um, integration of interactive with the other channels, not just talking about cross-channel optimization or analysis, but actually getting the opportunity to understand the customer better and then really bring that knowledge into the acquisition marketing arena. We've talked a lot about anonymous targeting and behavioral targeting, but so much of that still misses the mark with respect to getting the most relevant message to the right person at the right time. And now we're getting to the point where people are willing, they're willing to say, you know, I want to hear about information when, or I want to hear information from you, Mr. Advertiser, because we have a relationship. And, for example, travel. Uh, if you have a great uh, uh, airfare or a, a ski lift opportunity for me, I want to hear about that. And there's been a real big gap between that, that you know, customer communication system, the customer database uh, retention system, and the acquisition outbound marketing system. And we're really going to see that gap shrink to the benefit, I think, of all these of these customers out there who say, I want to hear advertising when I'm in market for something. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to do that next year. So what I'm hearing you say really is that technology is closing the gap on the trust that, can, that consumers and marketers can have together. Right. Advertising does offer a significant benefit to the consumer, and we're going to get a lot better at, at, at rifle shooting that benefit for them, and they'll feel much, much, much more excited about it. I love it. Well, you know me. I'm a technology enthusiast. That's why I do what I do. So you got um, it. I really appreciate you coming on the show, Scott, and, and giving us an opportunity to understand what you're working on out there in Colorado, up high in the hills. Well, it's and, been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, yeah. and I, I, I invite you to come out, and we'll certainly show you a good place to ski or fly fish when you get here. That sounds great, and thank you for coming on the show, and we will see you at an upcoming Ad Tech. Thanks, Susan. We're going to go to break now, and we'll be back with Bill Hunt. You'll hear some interesting things from Bill. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the Internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your Internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Sit tight and don't move. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, 
Shakespeare? You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls. From True Effect. Now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising. Once and for all. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Katie Kempner. Just a little bit about the hook. The hook. The hook. What I hope to do with the hook is to give you the chance to hear what my friends and colleagues are thinking about doing. 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 People in the marketing, PR, advertising industries right on the forefront and including people that cover these industries so what i'd like to do is what i'd like to do is what i'd like to do is help you make your job easier what i'd like to do is what i'd like to do is what i'd like to do is join me each week two o'clock two o'clock on tuesday's tuesday intersection of advertising and pr katie is on the real katie or you want the slim katie so just demonstrating so won't the real slim katie please stand up Stand up, please stand up. Cause I'm Slim Katie, yes, I'm the real Katie. All you want the Slim Katie's are just demotating. So won't the real Slim Katie, please stand up, please stand up, please stand up. Right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, on webmasterradio.fm. On the now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back, everybody. It's Susan Bratton, the chair of the AdTech Conferences. And I have on the line Bill Hunt, the CEO and founder of Global Strategies International. Hi, Bill. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good. Are you, where are you calling me from? Are you some random place in the universe, or are you in Connecticut? No, actually, I'm, I'm rarely in Connecticut. I'm actually in Munich, Germany. I see. I knew to ask that, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> well, please go have a beer and a bratwurst for me today. Absolutely. It's, yeah. uh, it's um, 7.30 at night, and uh, that's you know, what's what we'll be doing very shortly. 
good. You're headed out to have a nice German meal. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm jealous. I I sure love Munich. That's a beautiful yeah. town, isn't it? Oh, it's a great town, and uh, it's, there's a lot of energy around search here. And um, so I get to go out and have dinner with you know some of the top German search people. And wow. um, I mean, that's probably the coolest thing of my job is you know going around the world and and you know meeting true search people from all different uh, countries and you know, sitting down and breaking bread, or in this case, brought with them, and, uh, and, and just, you know, really understanding what's happening in, in the different local markets. Well, let's, let's start with that. I mean, I have so many things I want to talk to you about, but let's talk, let's talk about what's happening with search all over the world. What's, what's your synthesis of that? I, I think it's definitely growing. Um, you know, it's an interesting thing. I was in, in, in China about 10 days ago, and um, there's just an interesting vibe pretty much around the world where, um, you know, as you sort of go around the globe, some people will say, well, it's not very advanced here. But you'll find companies or pockets of companies that are doing exceptionally well with search, whether it's paid or organic or, in some cases, local. Um, I'm finding that the enthusiasm is is definitely growing. Um, You know, some of the interesting things, I mean, probably the topic that I heard most here in Germany is, you know, what's up with this BMW being banned from Google? And, and, And so what's that all about? And, you know, in China was like, you know, how do we sort of get past ringtone downloads and music and get into sort of proper business? And, um, you know, in places like Japan, it's like, how do we monetize this? How do we get past the hype? So I think it's really growing, and I think that that's where, um, you know, if you look at at, at companies like eBay and, and them, they're all saying that their growth in the future is really outside of the U.S. And we think that, um, you know, while many people will say this market or that market is X years behind, um, we find that these people can very quickly close the gap, and especially in search. Um, so you don't have those big gaps in sort of deployment um, once you can overcome basically the local barrier to, to wanting to use search. So you buy a lot of global search. I mean, IBM's to me, one of, your, one of your kind of heralded accounts, but I know you work with a number of large multinationals. Is that correct? Right. Um, so you're buying all over the world on behalf of your multinational clients. Is that right? That's correct. So we buy and, and then we do um, global organic optimization as well. And mm-hmm. so that's the a key thing. And it's very interesting trying to do that. Um, it's, it's definitely a challenge and, and it's probably an area that needs a lot of sort of um, help from both the engines and, and companies and uh you know, events like ad tech, you know, bringing, you know, the word to people on how to adequately do this. What are the top three things I need to know about doing global organic optimization? Um, I think the biggest one is, is the right words for that market. I mean, you can go out in any market. I mean, you can go to any major search engine, drop a credit card, buy globally, but is it the right word? And, and spending time on keyword research, I mean, a prime example is in Japan, um, you know, uh, many people will buy the keyword Noto because that's sort of the slang version for notebook computer, where uh, Noto Personal Con is the more, you know, sort of used in terms of searches. It's about 100,000 searches different. Both are linguistically correct, um, but many people will buy one over the other, and that's a big thing that we find. Um, travel is another one. Um, you know, to most Westerners, in, in, especially in the U.S., we call Munich uh, Munich. Um, to most people in Europe, you know, it's, it's uh, München or Munchen. You know, it's sort of the, the German 
um, pronunciation or writing of that. So if you're trying to target people in the U.K., you've got to use a U.K.-centric version versus sort of Munich for the U.S. Um, so those kind of things, that's number one. Number two is is um, making sure you don't have overlap in markets. Um, we see this a lot where people will go out worldwide, um, maybe from the U.S. and English. Um, the U.K. will do that um, either accidentally or on purpose, and then maybe Australia. And you've got three campaigns competing against each other. Um, the third one, I think the biggest thing is just coordinating that. So making a chart to say when someone from Australia goes into the worldwide Google and does a search, what do we want to come up organically? Is it our worldwide page? Is it a U.S. page? Is it an Australian page? Um, and the same thing with paid. And how do we coordinate that and then roll all the data back up into one place so that we can get sort of a, a worldwide view of what's happening in our, our program? How do you roll that data up? Well, before you would typically, you know, there's a lot of Excel worksheets and, and uh, data being passed. And, and we've actually got a technology partnership with a company called SemDirector. Um, yeah, I saw that on your homepage. That's a new announcement, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and so they they're come from a system integrator background, and they, you know, were asked by a very large technology company to help them um, build a tool that would allow them to manage, you know, 200 odd campaigns in, in, in uh, you know, 50, 60 countries across 20 odd different search engines. And so it's not a bid management tool, but it's a program management where you use the APIs from the various engines to pull the data in. And so uh, a global search manager like Martin Leish at Intel. Right, he's a speaker um, at AdTech, and I think he made the introduction. Thank you. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's sort of, you know, what I think is the poster child for where enterprise search is going, where he's been dubbed, this is your job, let's do this, let's get some traction worldwide. Um, and so, you know, he needs a tool so that as he manages his spend, he can look at it and see what's happening in most markets. And I think that's one of the biggest problems for an IBM and, and, and Intel at Procter & Gamble is to, you know, across the 100 separate brands or product lines in as many countries, um, to look at that in one place. And, and, you know, you've got fractured budgets and local deployed budgets and all of these things. So what we've done with, with SemDirector Enterprise is really take all of those problems, look at, you know, what at the different layers of the organization do people need to see and, and create rights to it so people can go in and actually see the data they need to make proper decisions. And what we've found is that across these large clients, um, you know, this is absolutely critical to organizing this. And speaking of complexity. <laughs> I'm going to segue to what you're talking about at both the San Francisco and the Chicago Ad Tech coming up this year in April and July, respectively. The, the uh, title of your session is Managing Ultra-Complex Search Campaigns. And I think your charter with your uh, panelists is to talk not only about how to manage ultra-complex search campaigns, but potentially how to make what you're doing a little more sophisticated by not being afraid to let it get complex. Is that right? Absolutely. And, and you know, it's just one of these things where, you know, I've been waiting for, you know, five or six years for somebody to sort of be willing 
to embrace this because it's out there. It's it's real today. And as companies, um, you know, an interesting statistic is like 260 of the Fortune 500 are using, you know, paid search at Google. And, um, you know, many of them are trying to integrate organic in, you know, as, as many countries. And um, it just really gets unmanageable. And, and, and you've got to get some sort of control and, and, you know, managing these complex programs. And like you said, just the sort of, I guess, the balls to be willing to let it get big and complex and yeah. um, and, and just, you know, embrace that. And, and really, you can get some massive economies of scale if you sit back and, and, and you execute it the right way. And what we've seen and what we'll talk about in that session is is what we've done across a, a variety of clients to to embrace that, to, to get somebody to not be afraid to um, to launch this in in thirty different countries. I mean, in the case of IBM, um, we are you know run a program across you know all uh, you know eighty odd markets that or different language versions of the website and, um, and and we've developed ways to to do this to manage it somewhat centrally, um, share information with the local markets. But in terms of organic search, really it, it's more a process of change management and making organic search a key part of your workflow so that when a page is built, um, you know, worldwide, you know, any geo that, that ultimately would go out worldwide, it goes through a very specific process through localization and all of that to, to preserve the fundamental optimization attributes. I mean, there's no tricks that you can use in a big, a big site. You know, by the time you put a trick in place, it's already been found out and negated by some new trick. Um, so really harnessing the, the, you know, we call it corporate judo, using policy, using procedure, centralized programs, um, sort of against the organization in a positive way to effect this kind of change. Well, that has to be no small feat in some of these organizations because it's, um, the site management is so distributed, I'm sure. Absolutely. The one common thing, I guess, the, the tip that I always give at, at the event is look to see if there's any kind of compliance program. I mean, one thing that most large companies will have especially a company like an IBM and Cisco and these people that have, you know, the same website pretty much, you know, deployed in all the different markets, is there's typically a, um, uh, a style guide or a manual on where every pixel goes on that website. And what we found is probably the single most effective way to make change in the organization is find who owns that. You know, find that person that's sitting in a dark room and just crafting this all day long um, and, and talk to them and educate them of the impact of these various components on search. And this person, if you can sell the ideas to them and show them how making very simple changes often to the template um, can have, you know, massive impact, um, they'll often, you know, they'll be the shepherd then to get this through the approval process. And the next thing you know, you've got, you know, a, a heading that was graphical just because people thought it looked good, converted back to text in the right way to do it so that when you launch this site in, in 85 countries, it comes out of the box 
the right way. So making changes to that style guide and then, you know, implementing change to your compliance mechanism, um, you know, this really allows you to distribute this throughout the organization. How does an organization measure success with this type of implementation? There's a couple ways. I mean, we've actually created, and one of the things that I'll show um, in, in, in San Francisco and Chicago is a model that we've created to where you can compare whether you're trying to do um, uh, lead generation, awareness, or sales um, by taking each of those components and each step along the way and weighting it giving it a number. So somebody who actually fills out a lead gen form is a 10. Somebody who actually buys something is a 10. And somebody who looks at your flash download uh, or downloads a white paper is a 10. And then the, the various steps preceding that are equal to 5 and 3 and 2 and 1. Um, and so this is a way that a company can, um, you know, compare that, okay, I have a program that's doing lead gen uh, and, a comp- and a program that's doing um, uh, sales, which one of these is there. The, the other big thing that, that we look at is really pinning them down on what that goal is. If it's awareness, what is the definition of awareness? Because they came there or because they came there and they looked at eight, eight slides and they download a white paper? Um, that's the big thing that I find is people don't adequately define what awareness is or what lead generation is. Um, I think the other big thing that they need to think about in terms of, of, of looking at this is the, I think the biggest myth out here today is really how measurable this is. Now, I hate to, to say that because search can be the most measurable thing you do. Unfortunately, many large companies either, uh, they might have a very sophisticated tracking system in place, but many times it's not wired properly. It gives them the fundamental data they need, but it's not giving them search data. And so you have folks like Omniture and, and IBM SurfAid and those tools who are out there really looking at the needs of the, the search marketer and the marketer in general and giving them the right data points to be able to make these decisions. You have to be one of the smartest people in the entire online industry. And I, I think that if you started to talk on Monday morning at 8 a.m. about everything you know just about search, you could probably speak for eight or ten days straight without stopping. <laughs> and one of the greatest things about that is that you actually spend some time, probably all the time you have on airplanes, sitting down and putting that into a book instead so that other people could get the benefit of your brain power. And I want to segue the conversation to that. You have written a book. I remember you, you came, it came out last year. Is that right? Yep, it came out in July. Yeah, I remember that it, it shipped, and I, I saw you right around that time, and, and I was so thrilled for you. It's called Search Engine Marketing Incorporated, Driving Search Traffic to Your Company's Website. I don't think that there could be a more straightforward title. Um, there are a lot of search marketing books on Amazon. I checked, you know, I checked on that when I was preparing for this conversation. But none of them have gotten the quality and depth and number of reviews that your book has gotten. And the beauty of it is it's such a monster that you can get free super saver shipping with it. <laughs> um, you can buy it on Amazon for $32, $31.49. And um, how, how's the book selling? I know you wrote it with Mike Moran from IBM. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it, uh, I, I think like you said, you know, I could talk for weeks on end, and, and that was sort of the catalyst behind writing the book because, you know, when you think about it, it's like, hmm, writing a book, you know, if I could just sit down and, 
you know, take it from my brain and verbally talk about this stuff and just type it as I say it, well, that's how we ended up with 600 pages. Um, um, but basically, the book um, has done well. I mean, we just, Mike and I just finished about 80 changes to the book. It's not a new version, but what happens is between printings, the, the publisher will give you the opportunity to make a change to the book, um, you know, update statistics, correct errors. Um, it's on its fifth printing, as I said. So it's, it's, we can't officially say that it's the best-selling book on search, but, you know, just on the sales that we know, we don't know what others have sold. But um, given it's, like you said, it's rating in Amazon and the amount of sales that we've had and the fact that, you know, six months or eight months after release, it's on its fifth printing. Um, it's done fairly well um, in terms of sales. The biggest thing we get from people is it's not a super geek book. Um, the audience for the book was really someone who, at a company, sitting in a meeting, someone said, hey, we need to do this search thing. Um, you know, it's you, make it happen. And we wanted to give write a book that took um, not exactly the program that we put in place at IBM, which is sort of this combination of internal, external, um, you know, search deployment, but it's, it walks them through, you know, how am I doing today? How do I write my business case? How do I, and we took all the things that we get people ask us about, how do you do this? And we actually told them how to do it. Um, and um, it's been very, very well received, and, and especially by that audience. I mean, the only negative review we got was someone said, well, I didn't find any tips that I could put in place today and be number one on Google tomorrow. Um, and so, you know, there's other places to get those kind of tips. This was sort of how do I manage a proper program over the long haul um, that's not going to get me fired and probably in the case of, you know, a number of people we've worked with actually got them promoted. So that's the basic idea. Um, writing it with Mike was awesome. Um, the, the sort of the idea was people were pushing me to write the book. Um, you know, Mike was wanting to write something because part of the sort of track to become um, distinguished engineer at IBM, which is there's only about 300 of them worldwide, wow. um, you know, it's a pretty prestigious honor. And, and one of the things that was on the checklist, have you done this, was, was write a book. And we sat down and figured, okay, you need to write a book. I need to write a book. If we do it together, we'll, you know, both sort of nag each other to get it done. And um, the approach we took was, was sort of, you know, like how you described it. I would, we wrote out a, a table of contents. There was a topic. I just did a brain dump, everything I had in my brain out on paper. And then Mike, who's a, a very process-oriented, I mean, he manages, you know, uh, quite a few people at IBM and uh, some, across some very distinct disciplines, um, he helped wrangle it into a particular common voice in a logical flow. And being a manager who sort of, even though he had his 20 years experience in search technology, had to put in place a program. And so that's why we think the book is good. It's got the, the sort of multi-company, how did they do it approach with, you know, a manager writing it for managers. And, and we think that's one of the reasons it's been very successful. Well, it's definitely the Bible of search. I don't think there's any other book out there that even even comes close to the breadth, the depth, and like you said, kind of the on-ramp to understanding what you need to do. And uh, there's certainly a lot of steam left in that search engine. I mean, everybody in the world needs to, to learn how to do it, and we've barely scratched the surface. So you'll be a busy man for years. 
I want to segue to another question for you. You, how many, how many speaking engagements do you think you've done between ad tech and SES and all the other things? Just in the last 12 months, how many times have you spoken? Wow. Um, probably right. <laughs> over, maybe over 50 at least. I mean, last year I was in 22 countries. There you go. Um, not only speaking, but, you know, meeting with clients and, and um, you, know, you know, we live up to the name, you know, Global Strategies, where a client will call us into Estonia to help their development team or Bratislava because that's where their European development team is to do training. And, and a lot of times we're actually able to sync these up. Like, um, you know, uh, on Monday I'll be uh, at IBM in Vienna and then, you know, up to, up to Stockholm um, for another company. And, and so it's, 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 there's a lot. And um, I've really tried to do just the, you know, the ones that I think um, – you know, attract the highest quality people and, and where people really want to learn. And, and that's why I've always loved doing um, the ad tech show. Like in China, the people there were just were just phenomenal. I mean, they were like sponges. They wanted to know. And, and San Francisco has been the same way. It's always, you know, it attracts a, a different clientele than many sort of search-centric events. And so it's, it's warm to, you know, to get a marketing manager who sits there and says, you know, the case study on, on IBM or a PNG or whatever was exactly what I was looking for. And now I understand how I can integrate it into my email or my uh, TV ads and those type of things. So, um, and, and that just shows how, how this is growing on a worldwide basis. And just with, you know, the shows that you have in ad tech on, on how they've become more global and, uh, and their reach, um, you know, sort of illustrates where this market is going. So, a couple things. We, we've got to wrap up soon. Give us your tips for maintaining your sanity when you fly so often. What do you do on the airplane to keep yourself from, you know, curling up like a leaf and blowing away? <laughs> well, typically on the way out, I, I'll often, um, you know, I work. I try to get some work done for a few hours. Um, I, I just have a phobia about sleeping on airplanes, so I try to, to sleep before the trip if I can. Um, but on the way back, it's, it's my time. It's, it's reading. It's, um, you know, the, the laptop stays in. I bring some, uh, some DVDs. But the main thing is to just, um, just deal with it. You know, you've got your, your little kit of your Bose headset. And, uh, I mean, the flight out to Munich, you know, even though it was business class, there was a half a dozen young kids. And so that was like, you know, you know, a little slice of heaven having those those headsets. Um, iPods. Uh, you know, I commonly will download, um, you know, shows like this one and listen to them on on the flight. Um, those type of things. Um, drink a lot of water, um, and then try to adjust to the local time as soon as you get there. Um, I purposely take flights that either get me in at night or will get me in in the morning, so that I'm either you know, hit the ground running and do my daily thing and go to, go to sleep at a proper time um, or, you know, get in and, and don't sleep on the plane so that I can go to sleep when I get there. But that's probably the hardest thing. I mean, I fly between 200, 250,000 miles a year. And um, so it's, you know, it's one of those things where you've really got to, you know, uh, focus on that and make sure you're getting the right sleep and, and the right, um, you know, the, at least, you know, that's why I'm so big. You know, I don't always eat the, the right things because you're eating at 2 o'clock in the morning. And, but, um, but, you know, just trying to, to keep on a routine, I think, is best. Well, we're going to wrap now. Thank you for those tips. It's always fun and interesting to hear how people manage that. 250,000 miles a year is intense. Um, I want you to leave our 
listeners with two things. The first, you went to 22 countries last year. Tell us the next city we should absolutely visit and why, and then tell us what book we should read on the way there and the way home, and keep it brief. Okay. Um, I think probably the best city is uh, Tallinn, Estonia. I mean, it's underrated. It's an awesome city. It's a half-an-hour ferry ride from, from Helsinki, Finland. It's it's clearly one of my uh, my favorite. It's a little quaint city. Um, the book. How to do you read, spell it? Oh, T A L L I N. Tallinn, Estonia. Okay. It's, okay. Go it's ahead. Awesome. Keep going. I mean, sorry. Estonia has become Estonia. They're so wired there. Um, it's a cross between old school, you know, Soviet domination and uh, a quaint little village, and it's a phenomenal city. Um, book. The best book that I, I actually the book that I read flying over here was called The Prime Solution: Close the Value Gap, Increase Margins, and Win Complex Sales. So how to basically get somebody to buy one of these complex search solutions? Phenomenal book that talks about you know how to cut the bullshit out of your proposal process and deliver phenomenal results for clients. I love it. You you are just the font of information, Bill Hunt. I could definitely have you on one of our marathon interviews. <laughs> and it would be fascinating and fun. You're just a delight. You're you're truly an inspiration to our industry, a sweet, wonderful, and incredibly intelligent guy. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Enjoy your bratwurst. Drink a nice foamy beer for the rest of us back here on the mainland. <laughs> Will do. All right. Have a great evening. All right. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you at AdTech Connect next week. This is Susan Bratton. Have a great day. Webmasterradio.fm.